Gumbo listeners, we are back with episode number 122, and I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Demetrius Malbro, and today I have Mark Crespi, Director of Product Marketing of Exagrid on the show. And Mark draws from 20 years of experience in the storage industry and uses his expertise to communicate and train individuals on tiered backup storage and how it integrates with technology partners in the backup industry. Now in this episode, he dives into the state of backup appliances, some details on data deduplication, also his view on the security landscape, and some of the limitations of storing data in the cloud. But first, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. OS Nexus makes the QuantaStore industry-leading software-defined storage SDS platform, which is used by some of the largest cloud service providers like IBM. Visit osnexus.com for more details, including a free trial. Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, Mark. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for appearing on the show. And let's let's go ahead and get started with just tell the Gumbo listeners a little bit about yourself and your expertise and also what you are up to these days. Sure. So I'm the uh, director of product marketing for a company called Exagrid. I've been here for 16 years in a variety of different roles. I've been in the uh, data protection industry for a couple of decades now, and I'm excited to uh, spend the time with you. Awesome. So 16 years at one company, that that is unheard of. Uh, and how did you manage to pull that off? I think the reason that I've stayed and I've been kept is because I'm very passionate about what we do. Awesome. Awesome. And so we will dive into um, your expertise and your skill set. And I am familiar with Exagrid because I have been in the data protection industry probably as long as you have, a little over 20 years. And so why don't you just bring us up to speed on the state of backup appliances? I know that's something that, that Exagrid um, has uh, on, on, on your product line. Now, I left that industry a few years ago, so I am not as versed in backup appliances as I, as I used to be. So why don't you bring us up to speed with, with what's the state of backup appliances and how is that going right now? Yeah, so customers are mostly focused on um, a couple of different elements. And then obviously there's been a little bit of a change with um, the cyber threats that have arisen, but um, they're focused very much on backup performance. They want backups to be very short. Um, And we've architected in a way that we provide the fastest backups in the industry. They want restores to be very quick. Um, And there's been the advent of something called instant VM recovery, um, where you can literally run a virtual machine that's been compromised um, off of the backup target, and we've optimized for that as well. They want cost-effective. They don't want to overspend their budget on backup, and they want things that are scalable so that as their data grows, um, the backup performance is maintained. Okay. And is dedupe or deduplication still a a main factor as to why people choose appliances? Yeah, it's a must-have, and it varies across different aspects of the backup market, right? So it can be done in the backup software. It can be done in storage appliances like ours, and in some cases in both. So uh, it's a critical ingredient. You can't can't even have a conversation without having very good deduplication. Yeah, and just for some of the gumbo listeners who may not be as versed in backup world as we are, can you give us your definition of deduplication? Yeah, so if you look at what deduplication is, um, 
starting with the, the uh, idea of what compression used to be, right? Um, the idea behind deduplication is to go well beyond what compression used to be able to do. So deduplication looks at uh, bodies of data and identifies just the things that have changed and then allows you to store only the small amounts of data that have changed while still maintaining the ability to recover data in its entirety. So if I did a backup on Monday and then um, the dedupe on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if I need to do uh, Friday's recovery, it's going to get me a full copy back, even though I only stored the uh, changes uh, between those backups. Got it. Got it. So so basically, it's really cost effective and you, you're able to store more data in the same footprint that you were weren't able to do before that technology. Is that is that correct? That Yeah, that's absolutely correct. OK. Now, you mentioned earlier a little bit about security, and you and I both know that that is a very hot topic, especially uh, after, you know, the pandemic, and we're still in it, so to speak. Things like ransomware and just all of these different types of, of threats and ways that uh, bad actors and even ourselves, right, we, we make mistakes and delete things that we shouldn't delete, et cetera. What is your view of the security landscape right now, and how do you um, see and view things like ransomware? Do you, you see it growing, or do you see it you know, maybe leveling off because technology has, has kind of caught up with um, all of these different types of threats? I think it's leveling off uh, to a certain extent, but I still think it's a major threat. And um, I think customers need to focus on perimeter security, you know, trying to keep uh, malware out of the environment in the first place. Uh, they then need to focus on endpoint security on their servers, et cetera. Um, and we at Exagrid have, you know, hardened our uh, technology to an extent where it's very difficult to compromise an Exagrid um, installation with ransomware or any other malware for that matter. And that involves things like two-factor uh, two authentication, um, the, the limitation of the roles of an operator of the system, uh, administrator of the system, and so on, uh, alerting capabilities, and so on. Awesome. Awesome. And so the storage industry is, is that primarily where, where Exagrid plays nowadays is primarily in the storage industry. Is that cor a correct statement? Yeah, we're an aspect of the uh, storage industry, you know, the subcategory being data protection. Okay. And so storage is, I guess everyone talks about this deluge of, of data and information. Everything is growing. We've been hearing that for the what last 15, 20 years, and it's, it's not slowing down. That's right. A quick question for you. What about cloud? And how is your technology today able to, I guess, help those that are wanting to migrate data to the cloud and store data in the cloud? You know, can you give us your your viewpoint on how cloud is being used today and where do you see it being used in the future? Yeah, so, you know, it, it's talked about a lot, um, and some customers are putting some of their primary applications and primary data in the cloud. Um, there are limitations, though. Um, there's performance um, aspects that you have to think about. There's the cost because it runs like you're, you know, like a gas meter, right? Um, the costs uh, continue to escalate as you use it more and more. So what our customers are typically doing is doing things on premise, um, perhaps with a DR copy in the cloud in some cases, um, or a DR copy in a secondary data center. Where I've seen the most traction as of late is if a customer wants to keep a third copy of their backup data, um, just in case it's compromised at primary and secondary location, then the cloud's a good play for that third copy. Okay, so sort of the three, two, one rule, 
Exactly. Okay, and three, two, one. That's kind of an old, old school term for backup administrators. What is that? Three different copies in two different locations or two different media. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm getting a little rusty here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, three copies, two different um, locations, and one that's uh, what's called air gapped. Ah, yes, good old air gap, and and air gap is just making sure that. You have that one copy that's maybe in its own isolated network or it is off the grid, uh, so to speak, right? Exactly. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about compliance. And you you can't really have a conversation these days without talking a little bit about the industries that are involved, like financial services and healthcare and some of the mandates and regulations that are out there. Um, how do you how do you think customers or gumbo listeners can really wrap their arms around compliance and regulations, let's say from a healthcare perspective, um, what what recommendations would you give them around just keeping that data um, in compliance? So um, obviously it varies industry to industry. You mentioned healthcare. So there's things like HIPAA, et cetera, that you have to abide by. I think you have to review the products that you're using in your infrastructure and make sure that they pass um, muster in terms of security. Um, we also recommend to, um, and, and more than half of our customers do this, we have a product that does encryption at rest. Um, you you want to encrypt data in flight uh, when you're replicating it and so on. Um, so I think encryption plays a huge role in that as well uh, because that prevents, uh, unauthorized people from seeing the data. Got it. Got it. So in encryption at rest and uh, encryption in flight to make sure that that data is, um, cloaked as far as, uh, individuals or bad actors may, you know, try to get their hands on that data. That's right. Um, what about GDPR? I know that's something that, um, in Europe and, um, in that area, they, they really, uh, well, they're rolling out technologies that allow individuals and corporations to, like, the right to be forgotten. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, yeah. I'm not overly familiar with it because I'm um, primarily North American-based. Um, but, yeah, I, I know that we have a lot of capabilities there. I talk to one of my counterparts um, out of the U.K. all the time, and um, we typically do very well when that's a key requirement for a prospect or customer. Got it. And what would you say to a CIO who is now looking at embarking on a campaign or also maybe a project to let's say fend off ransomware what what steps or what conversation would you have with that cio or that CISO um, to go down for that journey well i think first and foremost again goes back to um protecting the primary infrastructure to the extent that you can um, perimeter security, firewalls. Um, there are products out there that will detect patterns of behavior um, that represent a potential attack uh, and can help you to uh, thwart it before it becomes too um, evasive. But then at the end of the day, you've got to have that data protected. So you've got to do your backups reliably. You've got to get those backups off site. Um, and again, to a third location that is inaccessible um, to that malware attack. And I was I was on your your website a little earlier, and you, you have partnerships look like with most of the backup and recovery vendors, um, et cetera. And um, so, what are you seeing out there? I know you see a lot of different technologies, a lot of different products, et cetera. Is there anything that that you're seeing right now? Maybe a trend 
um, that you're seeing other than, you know, security that you, you can maybe enlighten us about? Yeah, so um, we support over 25 different um, backup applications and utilities. We support the big players. Um, we support all of the major um, database backup utilities like Oracle RMAN and, and all of those types. And we typically see with customers that they have more than one backup methodology. So they might have a primary backup application, but then they've got areas of their environment where a particular tool, like an RMAN as an example, um, helps them uh, to manage database backups as an, uh, versus using the uh, backup application perhaps. Um, so the trend really is, is that we see customers running multiple different applications and therefore when they select products, they really should look at products that support everything they might be doing. Um, and we, uh, we support everything um, in the market. Is there one particular application that you see that has kind of risen to the top that you are, you're seeing more now uh, companies are trying to wrap their arms around it and make sure that it's protected because it's so it's so popular nowadays? Clearly, databases, are, I think, are the most critical in many environments. So um, if you look at Oracle or SQL, mm -hmm. th that's your uh, your crown jewels typically in a lot of organizations. Your financial data could be your customer database, um, et cetera. So I think those, those are really the crown jewels. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you've got the other things, the file system data, other uh, databases and things of that sort. Okay. And are you seeing any anything on the software as a service side of the house to maybe like Office 365 or um, any of these other software as a service type of application? Yeah, we certainly do. Um, and as an example, we uh, work closely with Veeam. They have a, a pretty strong O365 story. Typically what um, is recommended to customers is you want to back up that data back on premise. Uh, it doesn't make sense to have uh, a backup within the same cloud, per se. Um, not really a great uh, best practice. In case that cloud is compromised for some reason, you want to have a copy that's not in the same place. I also wanted to, to get your advice as well, Mark, because there's quite a few individuals in the market right now. It's hot, um, and they are, you know, may maybe they've lost their job, or they are thinking of changing jobs or maybe even changing careers. What advice would you would you give to, let's say, a backup or storage admin that's looking to to make a change right now? Well, I think you want to go forward, right? Go to the modern technologies. Um, you know, companies like Exagrid, you know, where we're innovating on a constant basis and growing uh, extremely rapidly. Uh, you know, if you if you have backup expertise, um, that's a really important skill. Um, it, it's rare. And people that have been doing it for a while, I think, should go, you know, look to the future, future products, the ones that are growing um, and innovating the most rapidly. All right. And something else in the, in the backup and recovery world is making sure that you're able to withstand um, a disaster like disaster recovery. And obviously, it's not done the way it used to be done. Um, it, it was done primarily with, um, you know, taking physical tapes and making sure you have copies and putting those tapes on the truck and, you know, making sure that you can recover those in a second data center. What, what are what are best practices nowadays when it comes to disaster recovery? Just let's say from a backup appliances perspective. Yeah, so I, you have to get the data off site. So um, replicating to a secondary location, um, perhaps even a third location, as we talked about earlier. But um, in order to um, provide disaster recovery, you have to get that data off site. You can't have it in a single okay. location. And why do you have to have to get it off site? Is it is that based on 
something primarily from the customer. Like I think of RTOs and RPOs, um, the recovery time objectives, recovery point objectives. Um, is there anything else that, that you see around reasons for enterprises and corporations to, to get their data offsite and replicate their data? Yeah, so I think there's a couple things there. You mentioned RTO and RPO. Um, if you have a really aggressive recovery time objective, then you not only need to get your backups off-site, but you need some infrastructure out there as well. So if you have critical virtual machines, uh, that if your primary data center was compromised for some reason, then you need to have those critical virtual machines available uh, at that off-site location, along with the data. Um, we had a customer, for example, one time had a um, sprinkler go off in their main data center. And uh, obviously that harmed some of their primary systems, but luckily they had a great disaster recovery location and they were, you know, back in operation very, very quickly. Okay. So that was a physical disaster that, that they had to protect themselves from by having, you know, those multiple copies in different locations. And you mentioned this earlier. So virtual environments like virtual machines and, um, you know, running, you know, VMware and, and Hyper-V systems, et cetera. Do you do you have any any stories or, or recommendations around protecting virtual machines? Yeah, I think one of the big um, factors there is the the capabilities of your backup software. How do they actually um, operate and backup the virtual machines? Uh, certainly, another really important aspect is to look at the instant recovery options within that software. Uh, there's no reason anymore um, with today's technology that you have to do an hours long recovery if you lose one or more critical virtual machines. You should be able to just get it up and running almost instantly in the event that the primary uh, VM is uh, out of service. Okay, uh, where do you see things headed for the backup and recovery and storage industry? Let's say over the next two or three years, not too far, but just, you know, just a couple of years. Well, I think we're going to continue to see the advent of what I call incremental technologies, which is ways of backing up as little data as possible, but still having the ability to do full recoveries when necessary. Um, the, the shorter you can make your backup window, the less um, overhead it puts on your infrastructure, the better. So I think that trend will continue. Um, change block tracking, um, incrementals uh, of various types, I think, is going to really continue to grow. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And one, one final question here for you. Uh, and, and this is more, more of a personal question. So brace yourself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what, what would you, what would you tell your, your 14 year old self if, if you had an opportunity to, to travel back in time to give yourself some advice, what, what would you tell, tell yourself? I would uh, probably tell myself to have gotten into this industry a little bit sooner. I've been through a variety of different industries in, in uh, the technology sector. So I've been in networking, I've been in healthcare software, um, but of all the um, industries that I've been in, this is my favorite. I, it's critically important um, and uh, it's very uh, rewarding. So I would probably tell myself to have made the, the move into uh, data protection sooner. Okay. And is there any social media that, that you would like to maybe share with the listeners if they uh, are interested in something that you said to maybe reach out to you? Yeah. LinkedIn is, is my primary platform. No one's on Twitter these days. I, I guess there's only a few people on Twitter. Yeah. It's kind of died off a little bit in terms of usage. Um, I, I'm still on it, but um, I don't see as much traffic and I, and I don't 
particularly uh, tweet a lot. Got it. Have you ever heard of Clubhouse? I think I've heard of it, but I'm not overly familiar with it. Yeah, it's it's sort of so it's a it's a platform where it's voice um, instead of text, like Twitter or Facebook, where you actually you're typing messages. Um, but Clubhouse allows you to spin up conversations. So you use your your phone. You have an app, and you create a room and a topic, and then people just join into that room and start. You know, you just have a conversation about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, interesting. I'll look it up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, all right, Mark, thank you so much for uh, having a conversation with us on Data Protection Gumbo. And I'm sure our listeners are walking away with a few insights around you know, backup and recovery and storage. And, you know, we've, we, we went into a, a, a numerous amount of things like encryption and ransomware and uh, also disaster recovery. So I appreciate you appearing on the show and you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. Please follow us on Twitter at DPG Podcast and join our Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group. Just search Backup and Recovery Professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, have a fantastic week.